The Circle, a novel by Ed Adams. Sleepers and Ties What I can't understand, said Bigsy, is how Chuck keeps coming back to us when there's a problem. A year ago, we had trouble with the vaccines, and now again? Surely there are other people he could call on? Mike looked at Chuck, and they both smiled. Go on, tell him, said Mike. Well, Vixy, it's like this. Have you heard of sleepers? What the things that keep railway lines apart replied Bigsy. Er no, and we call those things ties here in America, I meant sleepers like you see in spy movies. Oh, the people that take up life in a foreign country and then get activated? Yes, that's the type of thing replied Chuck. Only the way they show them in movies isn't the only way that it works. When you are an agent like me or Mike, part of the training and fieldcraft is to get some people that are entirely off the grid that can be relied upon under challenging circumstances. You mean like Claire, Jake and me asked Bigsy. Yes, and you are a classic and dare I say excellent implementation. We are supposed to find people and also to make them a little grateful for their contact with us. In your case, it was easy because we had that large lump sum windfall from the first situation. Bigsy nodded. He knew that the first time he'd met Chuck the result had created a lot of money for himself, Claire and Jake. He knew that the money they had received was no questions asked because of the basis by which they had received it. The only person who knew anything more detailed about it was Chuck Manners. In the movies, the sleepers learn all about the culture of the place they are planted and then get activated for ideological reasons or because someone has planted a chip in their head, said Bigsy, you know that Manchurian candidate that was programmed to kill the president. Or terrorist cells that are awoken to go bombing. Yes, you are right, but the way we are trained is to find a small group of people we can rely upon. They should have a good degree of trust with us but are going about their routine business. You, Bigsy. Claire and Jake are like this, but as you have shown, you would all come to my aid if I needed it. And you have plenty of access to cash, so you have the wherewithal to do it. Yes, Mike agreed, I had a similar small team, in my case recruited via a sports network where I'd helped them win a large donation. The point isn't to use them all the time but to rely on them in a difficult situation. They are like sleepers because they are in effect activated but the difference is that they still have the free will to decline. So, if Claire and I hadn't agreed to meet you, then you'd have been stuck? Asked Bixie. Or I would have had to try my other group of friends in Canada, answered Chuck. In fact, I contacted them, but you agreed to come along first. I'm glad it was you, actually, added Chuck. Good plan, except, of the three of us, one is still in the UK, I'm being chased and Claire has gone missing, said Bigsy. Yes, we need to put that right as quickly as possible. And Mike, what about you? Have you also been working with sleepers? Asked Bigsy. The difference for me this time was that I didn't realize how bad things had got until I saw what was happening to you and Chuck, answered Mike. I haven't had the time or an opportunity to contact anyone. The message was signed by Esther to meet in Scottsdale, like Chuck. I knew it related to the work we'd done together and also that Esther was a made-up name. Made up, but designed to ensure it would get our attention, added Chuck. So, what did you want us for? Asked Bixie, 
when you assumed that we thought you were dead? Not at all. I didn't underestimate your thinking on this, answered Chuck, I realized that you at least maintained doubt after what happened and that therefore if I made contact again, you wouldn't be surprised. Come on, you thought I blew up in a car. That would be shoddy. You are right, said Bigsy, none of us thought you'd been blown up, and that car explosion was a little too er, big and isolated for us to believe in it. You were driving all that way to the marshes in a car filled with a big bomb. A crater the size of a tennis court. No remains. You averted a major London catastrophe, but it also gave you a perfect chance to disappear. It's annoying that you didn't tell us you were okay. In our hearts, we knew it anyway, though. I would not take any chances, nor create any new links to you so soon after that last little scrape, said Chuck. So, when your message arrived, we were pleased to hear that you were okay, although we were also sure that your contact with us would be because of some problem. Continued Bigsy. Correct, said Chuck, although neither Mike nor I have worked out what has been happening. Except that it to do with our old project out here in the deserts. Thank you.